0: everybody and welcome back to the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by 26 com slash Pittsburgh and we are rolling on as they say with our mini uh, podcast our pre-draft mini podcast if you will. Um, we are now uh, less than uh, four days away uh, until the first round of the draft and uh, we're, we just made our way over to the defensive side of the ball. We, we covered defensive linemen and tonight Uh, On this particular uh, episode of the podcast, we'll be looking at edge rushers, um, which there are many, many, many to discuss as usual and uh, who fits the Steelers, who doesn't and so forth. But uh, joining me as always is our SCB draft guru. Chris and uh, Chris is coming to us live from Las Vegas, where everything that goes on there never really stays there because people always tell stories. At least I heard that way, right, Chris? Uh, You can say that,
1: but uh, most of the time, those stories are probably not all the way true. Since everything (laughs) just stays
0: in Vegas. So, uh, so what I saw on that uh, that very famous uh, movie. uh what's the one with bradley cooper i think it's a uh, uh, hangover yeah the hangover yeah yeah so so is any of that possible in vegas i mean you know it seems like I, that would be i
1: think you know my time here is pretty much told me that anything here is possible honestly <laughs> this place is crazy
0: well i i have not been there and uh i'm certainly not gonna act like i have been but uh uh, I'll take your word for it because you're you're at ground zero. But uh, let's let's talk some edge rushers tonight with the draft so stinking close. Um, I, I guess you know when we just talk about top talent, it begins and ends with Nick Bosa, and um, there is no way in the wide wide world of sports he drops past what three, Chris. I mean he's he, yeah. he's not going any. I mean to, to even think the Steelers would would take a shot on this guy is ridiculous. So I, I don't even think we're going to discuss him. Um, and, and then you come to, you know, this, this is where it kind of gets mixed up uh, a, a little bit more. You get to the Josh Allen, the kid from Kentucky, you get Montez Sweat, uh, and, and so forth. What, uh, what, once we get out of the Nick Bosa territory, what are we looking at here for edge guys?
1: Um, you know, the name that really, uh, has me question a lot of things is Brian Burns, because I don't think the Steelers think that he'll be there at 20, but, mm-hmm. um, if we do Stamp Patton, he is there. Um, it would really, um, yeah, you know, I'm really curious on, on if he would be the pick just because there has been no interest. Uh, we weren't on his pro day. He didn't come in for a visit. Um, just a lot of uh, factors that go into it doesn't lead for him to be the pick, but, um, you know, stranger things have happened, but he is my third best edge rusher. Uh, mm-hmm. he's number two for Eli. And, um, you know, he could really fill a huge void, um, for what the steers need. Um, so, you know, he's a, a name to uh, look out for in terms of uh, maybe a sleeper pick. Uh, then you're getting into uh, the Cleveland Farrell territory, uh, maybe Rashawn Gary, uh, Montez Sweat. Um, some guys who can definitely come in and uh, and compete for a starting spot, but are going to have to sit behind Dupree. Um, but there's uh, like three to 400 snaps up for grabs if uh, Chicolo is not the number three. So they could still play some significant snaps.
0: Yeah. And that's the excellent point is don't just assume because uh, you know, Watt is penciled in and, and certainly Dupree now that he's, he's guaranteed to be back. Um, Yeah. Don't assume these guys are, are, you know, going to be like Steelers of old and they're going to sit and learn and maybe play some special teams. Uh, There are some snaps out there to be had. Um, Comment on this if you would for me. Now I, I don't expect Josh Allen to be anywhere remotely available. However, uh, I know a lot of Steelers fans are turned off by him simply because he comes from Kentucky, which is where Bud Dupree is out of. Um, is there anything you can take from that, or should we just say, look, these are two really, really different guys, and you can't compare them? No, you can never You
1: can never compare two guys that just come from the same universe. You cannot uh, scout with what's on the helmet. It's the, the back of the jersey. It's what's going on in front of you uh, at the time of, of scouting. Um, mm-hmm. It's tough to do because even when you're talking about um, Walker, the edge guy from Georgia, you know you put a you put something out on him. It's no, he's Jarvis Jones 2.0. No, he's not because they're totally <laughs> two different things. Uh, you have to go through them individually and uh, just, you know, scout them uh, each into their own.
0: Yeah, and and I think that's uh, something good to to, to discuss because I, I see it way way too often. Not just with Steelers fans, I see it with other fans of other teams that. Had a bust or something, or a guy that didn't live up to expectations, and oh, geez, this guy's coming out from that school too; he's going to suck as well. And I, I mean, that's that's so short sighted. But um, you know, I, it's something I thought we needed to to discuss. Um, where where are you with Montez Sweat? Because you know, th- this is a dude that is um, very large, a very large man at six six, about two sixty. He is um, wicked athletic. Um but you know, as you mentioned uh with with burns the Steelers really haven't paid him any attention should Should we just completely dismiss him uh what What do you think on on sweat i I think it's a scheme thing, and i
1: think um it's in terms of a availability as well he's best mm-hmm. suited to play the fourth three, but it's all that athleticism uh, could the the three four it's just a matter of can he drop into coverage and can he defend the um standing up so uh with him and uh Rashawn Gary and maybe even some can say cleveland pharaoh i don't i don't believe so, but uh there's mm-hmm. some guys that may just be four three ends but um uh, with the defense that we run i mean um with the nickel uh, we're basically almost in a in a four man front anyway so um right, but with uh with those guys, you have to just take them, take them uh, for what they can give you, uh, and not what they can't. So, um, you know, f- for those guys, or are they fits? Maybe not in the, in the best light, but um, are they better than what we have? You, know, you can argue so.
0: Yeah, and you know, in Farrell, the kid out of Clemson um, is an interesting guy to me because he's he's six four. He he goes well over you know two hundred sixty pounds um and and he you know i like a lot of the things he does but i i don't see him and again he checks a lot of boxes because both tomlin and colbert were at his pro day and blah 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 and all that but um do you feel he's a guy that when necessary can drop into coverage i do uh to be
1: honest because from what i saw on tape uh he really got into space well he really worked his zone well um while reading the quarterback, you don't see that very often from guys uh, dropping into the coverage. They're only worried about their zone only or their guy only. Mm-hmm. They're not kind of, um, you know, scanning and, um, and looking at the quarterback, you know, that's, um, that's a little advanced in terms of outside linebacker or edge um, coverage. And I, I really like that from him. Um, he was always trying to attack the ball in the air, um, really held his own in, in coverage. He he spent more time in coverage in 2017 than 2018. Make sure that um, everyone who's listening goes back and looks mm-hmm. at his 2017 tape. It's He, he spent a lot more time Good in point. coverage in 2017. So um, do not dismiss that from him. I'm I, I really um, impressed with his tape. I uh, wasn't sure what to kind of expect going into it, but um, he's going to be a solid, solid pro wherever he goes.
0: Do you see a situation where uh, uh, you can actually see the Steelers drafting Farrell at 20? I do,
1: Um, especially with Bud Dupree, only on kind of a one-year rental deal Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, And he he has the the three factors that you really want. Um, He's a uh, pass rush specialist in terms of he has a plan uh, to get to the quarterback. He executes it well. And if he doesn't execute it well the the first time off rip, um, he definitely has a counter move to counteract um, what's going on. And that's also advanced Mm -hmm. stuff um is, is he stout against the run absolutely he is stout against the run um probably one of the better um red defending edges in the class um extremely strong uses his long arms um ha, has a strong uh, get off as well And then, is he good in coverage we, we just talked about that or um yeah you know, just prior yeah. Uh, and he checks that box as well um is he athletic enough you know the 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 numbers say that he's athletic enough to do all these things, Um, a younger guy. So um, I think he's definitely um, in his top five consideration in terms of uh, realistically, if we can draft him at 20, I would say so.
0: Okay. Uh, I I mean, I see a lot of chatter about him being there. And, and, you know, obviously it's all going to depend on how things shake out. But, um, you know, let's get to, I, I think, a guy that is a bit of an elephant in a room here. Um, Chase Winovich, who you know played at Michigan, uh, he he is um, a high motor guy. He, he's an extremely hard worker, uh, good guy off the field. Um, Tomlin and Colbert were at his pro day. He went to uh, dinner with them. I mean, this guy just checks one box after another, and it has a lot of people in Steeler Nation thinking he's going to be the guy, and we like him. Okay, we like him, but. We don't like him at twenty, Chris. What? Why not twenty?
1: I think his ceiling is is capped. Um, It's limited because of one, his age. He's twenty-four already. If you draft him in round one and you want to give him that fifth-year option, you're looking at him being twenty-nine at the end of that, Uh, and that's not good news. Um, Also, uh, when you look at his game as a whole, he's uh, he's pretty decent against the run. Uh, has that motor um, decently smart, but when you get into the pass rush area, um, he has active hands, but he really doesn't have a, a a large repertoire of of pass rush moves, and we really want to avoid something like that because we see that with Bud mm-hmm. Dupree, he has a um, a bull rush and kind of that's it. He has nothing to really counteract that, and he's really easily uh, figured out. Uh, his success mostly in the in the collegiate area was due to. Uh, unathletic tackles or tackles who really didn't, you know, yeah. didn't really know how to plan for him. Um, and I think that really is going to trip him up in the pros. I, I don't think that he's a um, year one, maybe not even a year two contributor um, as a mm-hmm. starter. Uh, I think he has a little bit of work to do. And, and do you really want to invest a guy in round one who has a little bit of too much work to do right now?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I agree. And I think our entire staff is kind of on, on the same page there. Um, you know, he's already 24. He, he's, you know, has he reached the ceiling and if not, it, it, we feel he's pretty close to it. Now that doesn't mean that if he's sitting there uh, with the, with the second round pick at 52, I think his value becomes much, much greater. Um but I just don't see it at 20. I think there's too many other talented guys. Um, not only perhaps at the edge, but but I still think there's more talent at a cornerback position, which we'll we'll get to on a later show. Um, maybe even safety, uh, maybe wide receiver. You know, I, I just think there's too many other things there. And, and again, he's a he's a wonderful player. He's a great guy. There's just a lot, a lot of things to work on there. Um, and then, you know, just just kind of moving on from him, um, you know some of these other guys and and you know just just a couple things you know Christian Miller's a guy I profiled for the site. Um, interesting guy didn't didn't play a ton was kind of a situational guy. Um, but what was kind of cool with him is that when he did play, you know Saban would actually have him um, in, in third and long or, or sometimes in prevent situations, he would kind of be covering the middle of the field um you know they kind of liked his athleticism that much um you know Jalen Jinks um out of out of uh Oregon and then you know a guy that uh, the Steelers did have in for a visit Chris and I'll let you discuss him is uh Ben uh Bonnegu from uh TCU uh, what do you know about this kid
1: um pretty athletic um he's raw in terms of stamp- uh, a pass rush standpoint mm-hmm. um really high, high motor. and I mean, he, he just doesn't quit. Um, he, he's a lot like Chase Winovich, Um, but you know, Chase Winovich is a little better, better off the edge. I think a lot mm-hmm. of, um, Benigou's success was done wrapping around and, and, and going in between the, t- the, uh, A and B gaps. I think that what you want out of your edge rusher, he has to have success beating the tackle in front of him, um, off the edge. Um, so there 's a little uh, hesitation for me um I think I had a uh, a round five grade on him, but I projected okay. him to go on round four
0: uh but yeah. he 's supposed
1: to be getting some uh, getting some steam just because of how well he tested
0: okay yeah and and again, um you know people listening pay pay attention to where these guys uh uh are in terms of their their numbers their athletic numbers pay attention to their visits with the steelers and and you know all that kind of stuff and we're, we're trying to do our best um, at the website to update you on that as well um chris before we wrap things up on the edge rushers um any any other guys that we need to keep an eye on that you know maybe the Steelers are, are looking at uh, at any point in this draft
1: sure uh- um, I'll talk about three real quick. Uh, Jordan Brailford from Oklahoma State brought him in for a visit. Uh, I haven't gotten to his tape, but it's a, a guy to really um, just know, a late-round guy. Uh, Andrew Van Ginkle, um, same same as uh, Brailford, a late-round guy. Um, Charles O'Manahue, uh, a guy from Texas, probably a round two, uh, around, around two guy, really strong at the point of attack, um, kind of a bigger, a bigger guy, uh, profiles from many as a defensive end. Um but he has some, some good numbers at Texas uh that are intriguing. Plus Colbert was at his pro day.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. Seeing there again, something you gotta pay attention to um with these first round guys. Um again, I, I think if uh if you're reading the tea leaves here, listening to kind of what Chris and I are saying, um, you know, Brian Burns uh possibility uh, although you know, with the lack of pro day or a visit, you know, maybe not, but, but Farrell, uh, Colin Farrell definitely checks a lot of boxes, boys and girls, and, uh, could be somebody that the Steelers look at at 20. And, um, we're going to wrap things up here on, on this edition uh, of the mini podcast here, pre-draft edition, talking about edge guys. And again, thanks to 26shirts.com uh, slash Pittsburgh for uh, being our terrific, terrific sponsor. So um, we're going to wrap this one up, and uh, hopefully you, you you click right on and go to the next one because our next one's going to be inside linebackers, and I know a lot of you are very, very interested in just what the Steelers are doing and and what our thoughts are going forward on that position. So for Chris, this is Steel Dad signing off, and hey, go Steelers!